This is getting out of hand. Now there are two of them. Where's your innovation, huh? Sequels suck. Do the same thing. Everyone's happy. It's all about money, boys! Here we go again. Hey guys, and welcome back to another Minnesota Franchise Fatigue. This is a show where we talk about film series one movie at a time. I'm your host, Gabe Green, and I am unfortunately not here with James Hamrick. He is still off on hiatus, and I am still flying solo. And while he's gone, I'm talking about the higher series of shorts that were produced in the early 2000s by BMW. And today I'm going to be talking about John Woo's chapter, Hostage. But before I talk about that, I want to ask you guys, if you enjoy the show, to please take a moment to go over to iTunes and leave us a uh, five-star rating and review and subscribe while you're at it, and I uh, would be very much appreciated. So in the, in the last mini-sode, we talked about Powder Keg, which was the final chapter of season one, and uh, Hostage is the first short of season three. Um, so the first season, uh, BMW got David Fincher to produce it, uh, but he was working on Panic Room when season two came around to make, so he was unavailable. Um, so they got Ridley and Tony Scott uh, to produce this season. Season one was reportedly made for around $15 million for five shorts, um, so roughly $3 million apiece. And uh, season one reportedly had around $10 million for three shorts, um, so about $3.3 million per short, um, which isn't a huge amount more, but but this this second season does feel so much bigger and more bombastic. I don't know if it was the extra money or just because they really knew what they were. They weren't experimenting as much. They knew what they were doing this time around. So they could really just take the money and run and stretch it farther than season one. Either way, this season just feels so much bigger and more expensive. And unlike the first season uh, where every short featured a different car, three of season two shorts featured the BMW Z43.0i. So for Hostage... This was directed by John Woo. Uh, this was during his decline in Hollywood uh, between his last two American films, Wind Talkers and Paycheck, both of which bombed, and then he went back to China and has made several films over there. It was written by David Carter, Greg Hahn, and Vi Vincent Go, uh, both of whom have several credits across the, uh, the higher series. Along with Clive Owen, it stars Maury Chaikin as the kidnapper and Catherine Morris as the hostage. It was shot by Jeffrey Kimball, uh, who, who has shot several of Wu's American films. Uh, he also does a lot of work with early Tony Scott. The music was done by Steve Jablonski. Uh, this was very early in his career, only his fifth credit. At this point, he'd done mostly uh, just shorts and TV. Uh, the music is pretty good. And it was released on October 24th, 2002. Um, and this one really starts off season two with a bang. Um, I, I just love, I love this short. I absolutely adore it. And J John Woo is a director that I have kind of mixed feelings on. I think as, as an action director, he is incredible, almost, almost second to none. I do think a lot of his feature films kind of lose their way in the story. Um, I don't know that he entirely has a handle on you know, telling a story across two hours but I think he ha he is an incredible storyteller. He's an incredible visual storyteller at crafting scenes and you know sequences and moments. Is he's incredible at? So I think in the short film format, I think he is able to completely own this series in a way that very few of the other directors in this series were able to do. I think because he is so excellent at just crafting sequences, and that is so obvious right from the start 
just like 30 seconds to a minute in, he has communicated everything we need to know for this short. And it's a rather, co- it's a really complicated setup with the, you know, the hostage, you know, the, the kidnapper, the hostage, the uh, drivers come in with the ransom and, you know, the SWAT teams outside. He's, he just visually communicates everything we need to know just in a matter of seconds. And we know who the players are, what they want. You know, and it's just an incredible bit of just visual storytelling. I think, you know, you have the the, the quick is you know his, his use of quick cuts, slow motion, the whirling cameras, all his all he's using all of his classic John Woo tricks, and I like it a lot. I, I don't, some people feel like his style is just over the top, and, but I think when it when he's you know when he's on when he knows what he's doing, like when he's doing these sequences, these super tense standoffs and whatnot, I just I eat it up. So yeah, the first half of the short is, is the standoff inside the house where Clive Owen goes in with the money and you have the uh, the kidnappers kind of crazy and rambling. Uh, and the kidnapper, Amori Jaken, is is really good. You know, he only has may, maybe at most a minute, two minutes of screen time in this, but he really leaves an impression as he's just kind of rambling through his monologues and and the cutting between you know the FBI is setting you know, the, this, this with the SWAT team setting up outside and and uh. Clive Owen, the driver, going in and you know communicating, trying to get trying to get the information they need out of the um, the kidnapper. It's all just really tense. Uh, and then you have, you have like the, the slow motion as he's tossing the money onto the barbecue, and, you, and it's like there's the fades between the fire and Clive Owen and the kidnapper and the SWAT team, and the, you have the dramatic female vocals coming in. It, it's such classic woo, and I love it. Then the kidnapper commits suicide, and 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 the driver is running around. Trying to you know thinking through the different words he said and, and picking up different clues the guy left behind to try and find the location of the woman uh, who's been kidnapped and then oh no she's in a car that's sinking into the water and it, it's really just excellent tension as he's so he's speeding around he has cops chasing him thinking he stole the car he's talking with the FBI in the van trying to decipher the clues and he's also talking with the the woman in the trunk of the sinking car. And he and uh, Wu is just cutting between all of these things, a car chase, you know, people on the computer, the woman in the car freaking out. And it's so well edited together. And I think it's really difficult to build and maintain tension in a short film. And Wu is able to do it across the entire short. The entire the whole thing has such it's so tight and just beautifully constructed. Um and, and one thing I, I think that Wu is I think Wu is incredibly good at. I think a lot of times when a director or an editor is cutting in, you know, cutting in a scene, an action sequence, it's to hide, you know, to hide either to try, it's either to try and create a rhythm and tension and energy within the sequence that just wasn't there. That, that isn't, they're trying to create energy energy or rhythm in a sequence that wasn't there in front of the camera when they shot it. So they have to cut around, you know, they have to cut a lot to try and maintain that energy or it's just to cover up mistakes and just to, 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 to make, you know, half-hearted stunts look cool. But I think Wu, what he does is he cuts multiple times on a single action, not to cover anything up or to try and hype up a loose limp scene. I, what he does is he uses the each take to ramp up the action and the motion that is happening, the camera movement, you know, the the movement of the actor or the car or whatever he's cutting around. He uses he's able to use the cuts, to, the quick cuts, to create impact and create and make 
the things that are happening look that much more impactful and cool. Um, it's hard to describe. <laughs> it's hard to describe just in audio, but when you're watching something from him, just watch how and why and when he makes his cuts in an action sequence. It's never to hide anything to, or, or to just create fake, you know, fake energy. It's it's always just to highlight and heighten the inherent energy in whatever he's shooting. And then he, you know, he finds the car by following all the clues and rescues the woman. And then there's a part that I don't like much, which is the kind of, I guess it's a twist ending. After the woman's been rescued, she visits the kidnapper in the hospital and she leans over really creepily and evilly and whispers, you know, it was just sex. You should have let it go at that. You were always the moth and now it's time to embrace the flame. And it, it I guess it convinces him to die. And she stands up with this really evil look in her eyes. It, it, it's just weird. So I guess we're supposed to take that, you know, they had a relationship and she cast him aside that drove him crazy and had and made him kidnap her okay but then why but they're also trying to it just looks like they're trying to make her evil and it's just such a weird bizarre twist that i don't entirely understand that they're trying that they throw into the last minute that's completely unnecessary the short completely functioned on its own before they had this random twist ending and it just ends and it doesn't go anywhere or do anything it's just really odd but yeah, I mentioned uh, the kid, the acting from the kidnapper was fantastic, but uh, Clive Owen is also really good um, because he is the one that has to sell the situation and the urgency of I mean, we have to find this woman that we, we've never we've never seen that we don't know. So the urgency to find and save her, the desperation has to come you know all from him and his performance, and by co he's constantly reminding you know, reminding everyone around him you know, why they're there, what the what the what the um what the goal is. And so since he does, since he cares about it, so do we. And I think he, he as an actor is a big part, you know, on top of the incredible work Wu is doing of making this such an effective short. Um, so yeah, I really love it. Aside from the, the dumb twist ending, I think this is pretty much a perfect you know, action short film and just it's Wu doing his thing. And it's a really great opening for season two. Um, so I give it four stars. I think if it hadn't been for the weird twist ending, I'd probably give it five. I think it's just a perfect little piece of action filmmaking, but then it kind of irritated me with the, with the bizarre twist ending. And so as far as my ranking uh, for all the six shorts so far, there is Chosen as number one, Hostage as number two, number three, The Follow, number four, Ambush, number five, Star, number six, Powder Gag. All right, so that was my review of Hostage. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, again, I'd ask you to please take a moment to head over to iTunes and leave us a quick rating and review and subscribe while you're at it. If you want to follow us on Facebook, we're there as Franchise Fatigue Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram as at FranchisedPod. And you can find all our other episodes at FranchiseFatiguePodcast.com. And next episode is going to be on Ticker, which is a Joe Carnahan short. Another one that I really enjoy. All right, so until next week, we will see you in the next short. <laughs>